Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So welcome to the Stephen Shields radio show today. I am here with a guest speaker named uh, Jeanette Alexander. How are you, Jeanette? I'm great today, thank you. How are you, Stephen? Good, Jeanette. Uh, I've noticed uh, you you did a bachelor's degree in music. What instrument did you study? Uh, classical singing, the voice. What was the most uh, challenging uh, part of uh, being a classical singer for yourself? Yeah, that's that's always the biggest struggle for a classical singer or a classical musician. You come across a lot of challenges. What uh, pieces did you find the hardest for yourself? Oh, well, um, I can't actually mention one in particular, but I know that um, being able to sing in the classical style, it takes a lot of stamina and the correct breath technique and um and while i thought i was breathing properly like from the diaphragm like you're only the belly button kind of thing um yeah i was often told oh okay you're breathing through your throat <laughs> you're, you're breathing not through the diaphragm so um yeah it, it seems like there's a lot of physicality with singing and uh, you know to kind of sing in the shower it's great like you just do 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 you know <laughs> singing <laughs> and um it seems to come really easy but then when you have to really structure your singing and have good breath support and uh yeah and also know about the music and um be able to kind of read music and to have the rhythm and yeah it, it's all quite complex when you look at all the little parts that go into it absolutely and that's that's the hardest thing for any classical musician uh you know you've got uh music that's notated on the paper and uh the composer wants you to play it the way it was written and there's not much bending of the rules around what uh Uh, sorry only if you have playing the piano and there's rubiato or something i did do um i had done some aneb piano Uh, you know, yeah. exams as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's kind of nice. And unfortunately, like I, I'm always a little bit to kind of do my own rhythm, <laughs> mm. and to be able to be structured, uh, that was a bit of a challenge for me too
Yeah, did you ever find uh, with classical you you had to had to work on rhythm and use the metronome? Yes, I think that's pretty good, and also um, clapping at the rhythm too. Mm. Um, there's lots of different techniques, and I really wanted to learn more about music and the structure of music, and you know more about the modes and all that. Um, I still have a long way to go. <laughs> But um, it, it's very—it's a very complex. It's a lot of complexity in the music. But um, when you hear it played and sung properly, it's just divine. Mm. <laughs> Did you ever uh, get a chance to play any Wagner or Brahms when you were studying, or Mozart? Uh, yes, I've done Mozart, um, the Marriage of Figaro, and also Brahms. Uh, oh, um, I'm just trying to think. It was a German piece, mm. and uh, yeah, V uh, Melodien. I think no, no. Yeah, I think V Melodien, and it was quite interesting because in that one he uses a poem, and he actually, when it comes to the music and the words, he actually repeats himself some of the words that he feel are that he feels are really important and um the song actually goes on to say about like when he thinks about the past he gets tears in his eyes and he repeats that where in the actual poem that he based the, the um, song on it doesn't repeat at all so it was a, it's a very personal journey when you um do sing uh one of brahm's songs yeah, he had uh, that uh, famous clarinet sonata that's quite popular. That's one of my favourite works from Brahms. Always enjoyed playing it. But it was it's very difficult because uh, it's never on the beat. Uh, even with the metronome, it's very easy to get put off with the counting. You can be a quaver or a semi-quaver behind and not even know it. It's one of those works where you need, I think, six months to a year to be able to pro uh, play it properly and uh, listen to many other different interpretations out there. What was your struggle with Brahms, uh, rhythmically? Well, first of all, it was learning the German mm. <laughs> and, um, and getting the German correct. And then being out because the music was just beautiful. Mm. Um, and also, I was asked, uh, able to do a master class or, or also look at some master class uh, from Carnegie Hall on uh, the same uh, melody uh, by a German expert with a, an opera singer. And that was very in, insightful. And he actually, even the accompanist, um, he was able to give some pointers to the accompanist about how to work and breathe with the piece and um yeah it, it's there's so much to music and as you were saying like uh, unfortunately when you're um you know doing a bachelor degree you've got to do so many songs per semester mm. and you don't really feel like you i personally don't feel like i can give it enough justice in mm. just having to race through like six songs or something like that uh to get it right for an exam or something like that so yeah that could be one of the problems that I kind of faced as well. Mm. Yeah, I suppose that's quite normal when you when you have a semester. Of, I think it's twelve weeks, fourteen weeks, uh, and you've got to play a huge work that requires a, a lot of stamina and patience and concentration. Um, it was 
I, I, I was always told, well, you weren't ready to play Brahms at your level of clarinet playing. You should wait till you're postgrad. Yeah. Well, I, I guess the thing is, like, it has a lot to do with muscle memory too. And I find that, um, you know, when you're a musician, muscle memory takes a long time to kind of learn and to kind of absorb it, you might say, into your psyche. Well, how did you find when you were learning pieces? find it uh, quite, I think it was mentally exhausting, I did, because listening to five different recordings and, uh, well, one clarinetist will play it a bit under tempo, the other will play it faster, and then you think, I'm getting confused here, and uh, it was like, bugger it, I just want to play it the way I want to play it. You know, but unfortunately, when you've got a panel and you do an exam, no, we want you to play it in that one style with the articulation. That's what gets hard about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree completely. You know, but when <laughs> and you... how did you go with how did you go with breast support then playing clarinet? Very difficult. Had to have a had to have a very good read. Uh, if the read was very hard, forget it. Um, I think too, if phrasing as well. Uh, is yeah. holding breath for four beats before you can get a quick and then play again. So that was difficult as well. Um, but, you know, I suppose I would drill it out so much, but always find... It was the first movement of his uh, uh, clarinet sonata. Always struggled with it. But there was a couple of movements where I played it fine. But uh, even a professional clarinet still has to fine-tune it as well. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Some of the structures of the music and the musicality, some of it can be so easy, and then other things can be so, oh, gosh, it's just really hard to get that or to, you know, descending from one note to the other and or ascending. What made you choose the clarinet? It's just something that I was good at, naturally. Uh, actually funny about uh, clarinet, I played guitar and then uh, tried to play the violin, very bad at it, <laughs> didn't get along well with my teacher, um, <laughs> you know. And... Uh, I've, I've tried the guitar, so yeah. I, I started off with the guitar and uh, I, I just couldn't get my fingers on all those strings, so yeah, it's, mm. yeah, it's difficult, but I really admire people that can play the guitar. Yeah, guitar's fun, and uh, so I think I was more suited to be a woodwind player. Mm. Um, yeah. But uh, in school, I, I played in a school band, tried to play the cornet, or sort of like a trumpet, but yeah. uh, could never tighten my lips properly to tune it. It was always flat mm. all the time. singer isn't it you know, yeah because it all depends on that breath control at least you know pianos like they're once they're tuned the pianist doesn't have to worry about like oh is it going to sound right am i at the right piece they just have to play the right notes mm. <laughs> perhaps i'm oversimplifying it no i think you're right because i played recitals <laughs> where the piano was a bit off and it was something you uh, just had to put up with and yet, you know, practice so much with a chromatic tuner and it's dead set in tune, 440 uh, kilohertz or 441 if you want to. 
and then you play a piano that hasn't been tuned for one year on a Yamaha, and it sort of throws you off. Oh, I've got to, you know, re-pitch those open throat throat notes as well. So that was quite difficult as well for me. Yeah, can imagine. Yeah. But since your so, musical journey, you've be have you become you've become a psychologist? Have you? Uh, no, I was a psychologist before, and um, I, I love psychology. But I also like I think that music and psychology go very well mm. uh, together. Yeah. And um, uh, it's not just like um, I like I think old people think about music therapy, but it's it's not because it's like the harmonics and it's um, the breath and uh, there's a lot of things that go on. You know, when people are singing, I think that. Um, uh, being able to sing and um, being able to hum a tune or you know get the confidence to um, go and have a voice lesson I think helps people a lot to overcome anxiety mm. and uh, be able to feel more confident about themselves and I think that uh, one of the things I like to do is to kind of be you know introduce more um, singing um, as a singing teacher uh, as well as my psychology as well. But, uh, yeah, so it, they use music for trauma as well uh, to be able to, because trauma gets stored in the muscle. Mm. And, you know, so that when you're kind of moving and singing and things like that, you know, it can kind of unlock and, you know, restore a lot of the uh, inner balanced body. And, of course, there's, yeah, as I said, like the, the vibrations of the music, the different pitches. Like, you know, um, I always... And quite astounded, like you can be feeling quite, you know, on a level normal, and then you can hear a really sad piece of music, and you just kind of feel you can feel the music, and it just makes you feel a certain way, and it does kind of change your emotions and things. I don't know, do you sometimes feel that way when you play a piece or listen to a piece? I do feel that way actually. especially with uh, romantic composers always uh, feel some sort of uh, passion involved with it Uh, and I think you're right about uh, uh, emotion and the the brain as well and uh, that's what music can be you know good for Like I, I also teach a lot of um, breath techniques and you know meditation, relaxation mm. techniques, and it's amazing. Like you know, with the breath and having the right kind of beats and right kind of background music, and it really helps you to kind of just get into that kind of what I call the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our relaxation part of our body. And um, yeah, so I think music to me uh, really helps us to. Um, you know, it can either kind of motivate us to feel more energetic or it can actually kind of help us to kind of slow down a little bit and chill out as well. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly right. I mean, uh, classical music uh, is very good for the brain as well and the mind, I think. I think if students, you know, I think when students played a musical instrument in school, they actually performed much better in uh, other academic sort of work as well. Yeah, they do say that. because, And also, if you learn from an early age, 
it like it opens up different parts of the brain and neurons and when you're learning a new piece or anything new um you get more neurons in your brain mm. and um yeah and it kind of enhances mathematical skills and a lot of other skills which is great you know because you have to count you have to beat um it's also very good for um people as they get older they can if they, they learn a piano um also, if people have got Alzheimer's or um, uh, some of those Huntington diseases and things like that, they've actually shown that um, uh, given music, they can actually move when the music's playing, where normally they can't. And, uh, and of course, you know, people um, that are older, the older music that they were familiar with when they were younger, it also motivates them with lovely memories as well. So music... Yeah, it's it's just, you know, we don't really, I think, value it enough sometimes. Yeah, I, I truly believe that, you know, no matter what age you are, it doesn't matter what instrument, if you really want to do it and you put the work in, you can, uh, you can get there. But you may not play uh, professionally, but uh, you can play it to a high standard. I believe you can do that, you know. Yes, well... So this morning I was, um, I have a choir at church and of course, you know, because of COVID, we can only have five singers mm. and, um, and you know, space 1.5 metres apart. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was, <laughs> and of course the church, the people in the church, the uh, parishioners can't sing still, but I'm, I'm sure that's going to change soon. So um, yeah, but it was lovely. We had like one of the old fashioned, it was actually from the ninth century, Oh come, oh come, Emmanuel, mm. uh, which is beautiful piece. It's oh, one of my favourites. But then uh, we ended up with a really modern one of like you know, you know, using guitar and a really good kind of upswing beat. So um, yeah, so it, it's just great and it kind of really enhances people's spirituality as well and their experience, especially like some people that might be living by themselves. And you just come to church and they want a bit of um, fellowship as well, so they can kind of help them with their mood as well. Mm. Yeah, well, during the uh, COVID lockdown, uh, did you manage to practice singing or how did you do your rehearsals on Zoom? How did you cope with uh, it? Yeah, well, we did some things on Zoom and then for a while, of course, no, there was no choir work at all, so there was no singing mm. and that was pretty sad. But um, And so, yeah, when it was able to start it up, of course, you know, all the care was taken um, and uh, to be able to come together. And we always kind of send out the music that's um, ahead of time so people can kind of practice a little bit. But sometimes it's just, unfortunately, coming together for the hour and trying to practice three songs and trying to get it to performance standard uh, for the church. Uh, but it's a lot of fun and, you know, we, we all love it. And then um, also, like, I'm still... Uh, doing um, extra study in my singing and uh, and that's always great too so um, I, I just love it and um, I'm fortunate to be in a um, atmosphere uh, with my church that there's a lot of really good proficient musicians of a high standard um, that you know I'm able to learn from as well and we're able to kind of uh, sing more um, you know classically inspired uh, sacred music yeah, it's always uh, good 
to sing a lot of classically inspired work, especially from classical era. Um, no, did you with with your music in the church? Uh, do you get to experiment with any bark? Yes, we do. Um, we've got um, sometimes what's called a combined choir, where we either for Christmas or for Easter, um, we all come together, and there's usually quite high level, um, you know, bark. Um, Requiem, um, also like you know um, a lot of like the Hallelujah chorus and a, a lot of um, you know quite classical ones that you might not hear um, every day in a church. So as I said, I'm been very fortunate to be in um, an atmosphere where there's a lot of really good musicians, a lot of uh, a lot of other um, uh, people that kind of have groups that we all come together and we're able to um, yeah sing and sing some of these beautiful classical songs, uh, sacred songs. It's beautiful. Mm. It's always good to do something in a, in a community, I think. Um, I know during the COVID-19 lockdown, it was, it was quite a depressing time because everything was just shut. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's so true. And uh, it was really unusual because, you know, I like to kind of go for a walk and sit down have a coffee and mm. like no you can't sit down here and you know you can't sit down there and it's like oh my gosh that was really difficult well, um, no. yeah and then also like when you're wearing a mask you can't kind of smile at people so it just mm. seemed like you were being really rude to them mm. <laughs> and of course you know you don't want to kind of yeah so it, it was it was quite difficult but uh it was something that was um in australia we're pretty lucky Mm. that we haven't had the scourge of what they've had overseas. And, um, but I try to be mindful, um, you know, and you know, keep my distance and make sure that I'm kind of healthy and well mm. <laughs> if I'm going to go out. Um, but I, and I think hopefully you know, people become more considerate of each other as well because of this. Yeah, I mean, it won't be around forever. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I guess that's the thing. Like, um, it's one of those shocks of life. Like, mm. I would never have thought that they would have closed schools and closed, you know, more or less shops sometimes and closed businesses. I, I never, ever dreamed that I would, um, you know, ever see that. But we have, and we've kind of gone through it now. So it's kind of amazing that... Um, you know, if you just, you know, I think we can all go through any kind of calamity if we just kind of keep our cool, keep our balance and have some really good interests like music <laughs> that we can keep ourselves occupied with. Mm. Mm. Yeah, well, music is the best thing to do anyway uh, during yeah. the hard times. I don't know, there's something about it that just keeps 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 me going and anyone else out there who who you know whether you're writing or playing covers just mm. something about it you know i mean it sucks we couldn't go to any live concerts but uh, i think a few were doing it over zoom but it's just not the same doing it virtually it just sucks <laughs> yeah but i kind of i love the 
um, ingenuity of um, how people kind of rose to the occasion and how sometimes even choirs got together even though they were in different places and tried to put some sort of choral work together or musicians, as you said, with more modern music. So I just love how sometimes, you know, um, a bit of a dilemma, a bit of a problem and people are using ingenuity to still kind of... Mm. Um, communicate and we've done a lot better than what it would have been 100 years ago when they had the pandemic there because we've got so much you know communication we've got zoom and things like that so um yeah i I guess this was the best century to have a pandemic if we were ever going to have one yeah i mean i suppose zoom zoom became very popular um as as uh in two in 2020 but you know, I went to a uh, live concert uh, last Saturday night at, uh, you know, the Kiros Bank Arena. I just saw some contemporary musicians. That was the mm. best Saturday night of my life <laughs> since the pandemic. Yeah, yeah. There's something like live music and, you know, being there in the process of music being made. So I think that everyone's going to really enjoy that. Yeah, when they can get out there and do it more, and I think also to musicians themselves, because mm. I know that they've been struggling um, with not being able to play. Uh, I think a lot of them have had a lot of sometimes money problems because of that. But you know, it's um, hopefully they've been all able to survive and be able to get going again and you know rejoin um, the music scene. Yeah, hopefully. Live music scene. <laughs> hopefully, two thousand twenty-one will be back to normal. I hope. Yeah, well, in psychology, we always say what is normal. <laughs> <laughs> normal is going to concerts and enjoying life, not virtual. Yeah. Concerts. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. So, you know, um, it is kind of good. Uh, what are you looking forward to most next year besides going to concerts? I think, you know, being able to go to a restaurant and not having to check in all the time, going back to the local library and, you know, don't have to yeah. check in. You can only visit the local library for a max of two <laughs> hours a day now. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. uh, our one, our local one. And so, yeah, and just, yeah, just life like it was in 2019. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, well, it, it's yeah, it's, it's going to be the end of this year when we're kind of saying goodbye to 2020 and welcoming 2021. It's going to be like, wow, what happened? <laughs> it's just going to be like, oh, I don't believe what happened this year. It's, it's just like amazing. But as I said, like, you know, um, you know, borders being shut, I mean, who would have ever thought about that? Like, but it's happened. And mm-hmm. um, and then also about, like, you know, the quarantines and people coming from overseas and, you know, all the different things we've had to kind of learn. This new One thing I do like is um, I love all the sanitization or, you know, the, the things where you can wash your hands because when I'm out I, and I want to eat something, I can. there's always something to wash my hands with now where before you didn't have that. <laughs> it's a little side bit. <laughs> yeah, it's um I've noticed that too. Things are a bit more cleaner as well, which is yeah. good. Yeah. You know, but uh well, it'll be history next year. Yeah. That's right, yeah. It'll, 
you know, probably in my, my time, I don't know, 20, 30 years down the track, I'll look back at, at 2020 as like, oh my God. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of songs written. <laughs> 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 yeah, we won't be forgetting it for, you know, it'll be still with us for a while. You know, but it was and a like, year that yeah. I managed to publish my work on Spotify as well. Lovely. That That's was great. To do that. But uh, yeah, Jeanette, thanks for the interview today. My pleasure. Jeanette, where can people find you on social media? Uh, well, I've got a Facebook page uh, under Janet Alexander. I've also got one um, on music. Uh, yeah, so usually if you, and also you can do a Google search for Jan Alexander and usually find all the different things that I'm associated with. And as I said, I'm on Facebook and also I have got a music page and um, I'm also like uh, the chairperson of the Randwick and Spot Chamber of Commerce too. So I'm very interested in community. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm very visible. That's uh, also as a psychologist. Yep. <laughs> All right, thank you to Jeanette Alexander for today's uh, interview on the Stephen Shields radio show. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast so you get notified of when new episodes are available. I'm also on YouTube as well. I've just published Death and Life, Music Video and Judas. Check those out. Links in the description. Follow Jeanette Alexander on social media. Right now, I'm going to play you my second single that I published this year in 2020 called Broken Heart for Solo Piano. Enjoy. See you in the next show.
me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name and price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.